that gives us the potential to not only grow the resource and as far as tonnage goes, but also potentially deliver a higher grade resource on, on an updated resource estimate that we're working on right now. Joining us for a conversation is Tim Johnson, the CEO of Granite Creek Copper. Mr. Johnson, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. It's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> what an exciting time to have you on the program as Granite Creek Copper has just released some very exciting results to the market, which look to further extend the resource at the high-grade Carmex Copper Gold Project. Before we begin, Mr. Johnson, please introduce us to Granite Creek Copper and the opportunity the company presents to shareholders. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so Granite Creek Copper is an exploration stage uh, copper-focused company. Uh, we're focused on our CarMax project in the center of the Yukon, uh, Canada. We have good road access. We've got good access to power. Uh, we're in a great jurisdiction uh, for development, and uh, we're very pleased with the, uh, the news results we put out a couple of days ago. And it, uh, I'm really appreciative of this opportunity to talk about them and, and put them into context for, for your listeners. Well, likewise, sir, we're honored to have you on the program because this truly is uh, some eye-opening uh, news you have here for us. Now, back in November, Granite Creek Copper began its inaugural drill campaign, which was quite successful, yielding 127 meters of 0.85% copper equivalent at CarMax Zone 13 and 4.6 meters of 7.5% copper equivalent at CarMax North Zone A, which was followed up in May with Phase 1 of three drill programs slated for 2021. Now, in July, Granite Creek released the first string of asset results from phase one and the results were quite impressive and just the other day the company released a single hole hole 11 which has some spectacular results and it would seem that there will be much more blue sky on the horizon on the carmex deposit mr johnson i have table one from the press release before us please walk us through the asset results and in particular hole 11. well yeah hole 11 was a bit of an eye-opener for us it was targeted in zone 2000 south um and when we went into the campaign, we knew that there was some significant potential uh, to grow resources in 2000 and South, and that this hole really delivered. So uh, hole um, 11, along with a few other holes drilled in the 2000 South zone, all um, intercepted mineralization well below the current resource model. So giving us the potential to significantly expand that resource. Um, and we're, we're pretty pleased. We think not only uh, can we expand the resource, but um, if, you, if you, you notice that looking at the resource table in the news release that just about all the intercepts are of higher grade than what's in the table. So that gives us the potential to not only grow the resource and as far as tonnage goes, but also potentially deliver a higher grade resource on, on an updated resource estimate that we're working on right now. Yeah, and give us those numbers on hole 11, sir. Um, well, hole, hole 11 intercepted um, 105 meters of just um, over a percent copper on an equivalent basis and about 0.97% copper on its own. Um, and within that, there was 22 meters of over 2% copper. Uh, so those those grades are are, are pretty pretty spectacular, um, and we think again that's gonna gonna make a significant um, upgrade to the resource once we are able to complete a few more holes and and, and model that. Um, and we don't think this is the one-off hole. We think from the geophysics and and what we're seeing um, that we will we will be able to expand the resource in a much higher grade. Um, of course, we've got some more drilling to do 
to be able to deliver that. But we're pretty bullish about that. Um, we've refocused our uh, our phase three program, um, which we expect to start in in, in a week or two uh, to uh, target uh, that area of 2000 South and also to see if we can connect that 2000 South up to some of the other zones at CarMax to, to make a more continuous ore body. Now, sticking with zone 2000 South, I have table two before us. What do these results seem to indicate? Yeah, so table two um, is, a, is a resource calculation done by previous operators. Uh, this was published in 2017. Um, and you can see it's quite a small resource, about 600,000 tons in the, in, in the sulfide domain, which the, the, your, your viewers should know that the sulfide domain is what we're targeting. Um, the oxide, there is limited oxide in 2000 South. And I think this is one of the reasons why this target is still here. Because previous operators, again, they were more focused on, on a small oxide operation. So they weren't really targeting the sulfide, but we see the real potential here to be the sulfide. Um, this hole seems to, um, to verify that. And, um, and again, the grade is of that, this hole is above what the grade of the resource, the current resource is. Um, so a good, you know, good delivery on a couple fronts, both potential tonnage increase and potential grade increase. And I do wish to highlight the geological acumen of Granite Creek Copper as there was, I believe, 50,000 meters of drilling in the past and they were not able to locate uh, the success that you have here on hole 11. Uh, what does that say about the company and the success of Granite Creek moving forward? Yeah, so, the, I mean, there's a couple reasons for that. Like I alluded to before, the previous operators, and, and, and there was nothing wrong with this. They, they felt they had um, a, an economic uh, resource in the oxide. The oxide is fairly near surface. So there was a lot of drilling done to prove up that resource, but there was very little drilling done um, to expand the resource into the sulfide material or to look for um, adjacent um, uh, potential like we have at CarMax North. Uh, previous operators had quite, a, had quite a small land package for various reasons. Um, they had to let some go in some of the, um, the tougher times in the industry. Um, and we were benefited by that, by having that land package available for, for us when we acquired it and then subsequently acquired Copper North, of course, to, to consolidate the district. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, there's 50,000 meters being, um, being drilled, uh, but a lot of it, like I said, was very near surface, oxide focused, and left us the opportunity to come in and recognize the potential for significant expansion beneath the oxide into the sulfide, and really not that deep. The transition zone from um, oxide to sulfide occurs about 200 meters plus or minus below surface, so still well within um, sort of an economic mining range um, and really a, a, you know, a lot of blue sky uh, left and a lot of discovery potential on, on the combined land package. In previous interviews, we've discussed resource expansion. How does today's press release increase the impact on the pending 43101 mineral resource estimate? It, it significantly impacts it. Um, if you look at the news release, you'll see we've shown on section where this drill hole fits in relation to the current resource. And the entirety of the 105 meters of significant mineralization is below the current resource. So giving us up to 100, maybe 120 meters of, of um, down dip extension on that resource. Now we do need to infill around it. You can't build a resource on a single hole. 
Um, but some of the other holes that we've had that we were that we have re released in July also support that um, down dip extension of the resource. So we see uh, significant growth potential here in this zone. Uh, we did drill again this year on zone 13. We're still waiting for those assays, but we see potential to grow in 13 as well. And we also see potential to grow in the sulfide portion of zone one, um, which some of those assays were also released in, in our first release in July. Um, so basically three zones um, that we have resource growth potential um, and we will be, we're working on modeling those right now. We're working with a, a third party to, uh, to bring that resource into view. And, and we, we hope to be able to deliver that to the market in, in a fairly timely manner. I referenced that Granite Creek will embark on three drill programs this year. When can shareholders expect the remaining results from phase one? That's a really tough question to answer. Um, as we move into the fall, the labs get busier and busier. Um, so I, I, it, it's really hard for me to nail down, but you know, we would expect hopefully by, you know, late September to uh, early October, we would have final results on phase one. The phase two program currently going on is a, is an RC or uh, reverse circulation program. It's targeting some of the earlier stage targets at, uh, both at CarMax North, which, um, is a Northern extension extension of our, our land package and some of the earlier stage targets around the CarMax deposit itself. And then the phase three program, um, which is now being sort of reimagined um, in and around 2000 South, uh, will be starting in, in the coming weeks. Um, and then, well, that should give us fairly good assay flow and, and be able to continue to, to deliver results to the market as, as we move through the fall and, and, and into the winter months. And by the way, is phase three, is that an RC or is that Diamond Corsair? Uh, phase three is a diamond um, program. So basically what we did this year, we budgeted for 10,000 meters. Uh, we completed 6,300 meters in the initial program and we kept back some meterage to get the results in and to understand um, the geology, the orientation of the deposits. And now that those results are coming in, like I said, we're, we're, we're refocusing our efforts to to build out where we had the best results and 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 try to get um, you know increase the tonnage and increase the 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 grade in the zones that we think are going to make the most difference to to the resource. When we last spoke, Granite Creek Copper announced that it had entered into a contract with Sedgman and Mining Plus. What are the latest developments there? Uh, we're working forward with with Sedgman and Mining Plus. One of the big reasons we brought the, them in. Uh, well, there's actually twofold. One of, one of the reasons we brought them in was to optimize uh, the process for both the um, oxide and sulfide um, processing that was initially developed in the 2017 PEA, and then also to develop a mine plan that would bring the sulfide in as well. The previous PEA only spoke to the oxide resource. Uh, it contemplated about a seven-year mine life. Uh, we saw at least double that in, in the sulfide resource but there was no mine plan for it. Uh, so we, so Sedgman and Mining Plus are working very hard to bring that into view. And what's gonna happen, we'll take that information and that will inform our next uh, economic study to be done on the project. Uh, we will look at updating the, uh, the preliminary economic assessment once we have all the results in, both from the work that Sedgman and Mining Plus are doing 
and of course with an updated resource that is being currently worked on um, so to bring both the tonnage and the mine plan and the processing plan all into one one economic study leaving the carmex project sir please provide us with an update on the capital structure for granite creek copper yeah granite creek copper's got 127 million shares issued in outstanding um we've got um warrants that that are right at the strike price of the warrants about 4.8 million dollars in in um in cash value of those warrants uh with a strike price of 20 cents um, we see um, strength in the market moving into the fall and we expect those uh those warrants to uh, assist the company in continuing on with our with our economic studies and and um and upcoming programs, uh, meaning that we won't be looking to do a dilutive financing um, in the near term. Um, we expect um, strength in the copper market. Hopefully, will 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 allow us to uh, delay uh, any any large financing for a while. Before we close, Mr. Johnson, what would you like to say to shareholders? I think um, the copper space is an excellent space for um, speculative shareholders to be to be looking. Uh, we think that the copper market is going to have um, strength uh, moving through the remainder of this year and into next year. Uh, we've got an excellent project with excellent exposure to copper and to precious metals as well um, in a very good jurisdiction. And I think uh, it's worth uh, adding Granite Creek Copper to your watch list and, um, and making sure you follow along with our story. Last question, sir. What did I forget to ask? Well, as usual, Maurice, you did an excellent job. I think uh, the questions <laughs> you asked are, are very good. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Mr. Johnson, for someone listening that wants to get more information on Granite Creek Copper, please share the contact details. Yeah, you can find us at www.gcxcopper.com. Mr. Johnson, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Wishing you and Granite Creek Copper the absolute best, sir. Thank you very much. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.